Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Don't, I'm so fragile. Love a Don Bluth <laughs> flick. I do not miss that feeling that you're experiencing. Neither do I, and this is why I never do this. Mm. You know? Just uh, for anyone catching up right now, we're recording at 8.30 in the morning via Kyle's request. <laughs> Kyle just needs some hair of the dog, so um, just lick Brooke's couch. Because <laughs> there's dog hair <laughs> all over this house. And I think you'll be feeling right as rain. But in true server style, homegirl showed up hungover as yep. fuck. Yep, yep. And after this, I made everybody show up early so that I can make my shift, which I will not really be there for. It'll just be a shell of a human walking around trying to surf white. You'll so, be fine. You're a professional. An empty husk, I as know. I like to say. You know, and then I'll do the a whole, I'm really sick, but I'm, I'm not, I'm hungover, you know, but that's what I'll tell people because it's work. Well, it's a good thing you've got like a reputation as being sickly and weak. I am. <laughs> Just bring your pre-blood-soaked kerchief to work with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be ready to do the cough. I put myself to bed at 11 last night. Oh, I see. Didn't. I was I was in bed earlier, and I'm still a mess. Oh, oh God! Ten, 10 oh, p.m. Yeah, That's the waste. That, and you really hit it hard. I hit it hard. Wow. I, I just haven't had any real drinks in a really long time, and. I had... I, the more pure you are, the more the, the poison will take over. I think this is happening because I've had more temptations in the last couple of weeks. And now I'm seeing what you, could happen if oh, I... I'm your specter. If I did it. Jocelyn, I think our viewers <laughs> would like to hear about these temptations you're mm. talking about. You, I say viewers. That, these are listeners. That also sounds like the resort you stayed at in uh, Cancun. Temptations. It <laughs> was in uh, Playa del Carmen, uh, first of all. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it was an all-inclusive. I was there with my entire family for... How many people are in your family? There were eight of us total. So, like, my mom and my brother and my sister and I and all of our partners. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's like, whatever you want, it's yours. I drank... Is that an Irish Mexican? Uh, no, no, well, no. It is almost St. Patty's Day. There is a lot of white people there. Um, the staff was incredible. I tipped the shit out of them Great. every shout, chance I got. Shout uh, out to like resort workers. All my money went toward tipping. Absolutely. Oh, that must be a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> this resort, did you just keep a, a roll of like? I did. My sister had a trick that I learned. We, I had my hat on all the time, especially in the pool. So I'd stuff money in my hat. Oh my god! To you're like such have a boss. At the bar. 
Well, her sister also, like, her sister would come in here with some tips and tricks. Raina's always, like, got a road soda. She's yeah. never not got a road soda when she's on vacation. That is 100% the truth. That bitch would crack a beer every half hour, no matter where we were on the road. She had a backpack full of beers. In Iceland. Just, it was yeah, yeah. amazing. She's like, vacation! <laughs> Wait, and I love that soda equals beer. Yeah, yes. road, okay. road soda. Kyle, I've got something that'll make you happy. All of us happy. This is just a fun headline because you know AOC, oh. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, is just she can't stay out of them headlines. Our God Lord and bless Savior. AOC. She was with Eric Andre yesterday. Oh come on, he's that's appealing his type. to the masses. Oh, are you kidding me? He's I bet he be was dating on, her. On yeah, but Rosario Dawson's. Dating Cory Booker. I know. Get what you this didn't hear is that? confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. And for anyone who wasn't aware, Eric Andre and Rosario Dawson were dating one another. We were there. We were at the birthday party. We she there. talked to me. She was lovely. She's very kind. But now they're going for each other's same types, but politically. Oh, Amazing. Weird. That's some hot goss. It is. Ooh. I mean, I don't know what Eric was doing with AOC, but I liked it. Good for him. He's he's chasing down his type is what he's doing. Well, anyways, uh, waiters, bartenders, servers are just freaking out with love for her because she's been taken to Twitter, firing off some rad service industry related tweets. Uh, earlier this week, she said, I find it revealing when people mock where I came from and say they're going to, quote unquote, send me back to waitressing as if that is bad or shameful. It's as though they think being a member of Congress makes you intrinsically better than a waitress. But our job is to serve, not rule. Mic drop. For both bartenders and Congress people. <laughs> exactly, right? I've always said this because when I went to Italy, I was kind of astonished at how chill people were and how cool they were and like if you're a waiter you're just a waiter there's nothing wrong with it nobody's judging and it is it is a shame that people are it's it's everybody's driven by greed and money 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 and if you don't have money you don't have worth and the fact that this woman what used to serve in a bar and now is serving in Congress is so fucking awesome. That's what these jobs are for. And they've been exactly. ov overthrown by, as we keep learning, people who have paid their way through Ivy League colleges because of rich, influential generations of families. Yeah, which is another topical thing that came up. Absolutely. But also, Bart, you could just be a fucking wine sommelier. Is that how I say it right? Yes. You could sommelier. be a wine sommelier. <laughs> Sounds like you're saying Somalian. Sommelier. Som. Som. Yeah. You can be a so. professional weight person. There is no shame in that. There, like food service is, it's complicated and amazing. And like, there's nothing wrong with being a weight person. I yeah, just, the only people who have issue with it or think it's beneath them are the people who have never done it and have no fucking clue what it goes into doing And are the, the worst people to wait on. Absolutely, because they're used to, their their equivalence of it is a servant, which they grew up with, you know? So they're like, ew, why would anyone want to do that horrible, you know, indentured servant life? It's like life. one of those like movies from the 80s where like the, the rich, spoiled girl, like it's like a Cinderella story reboot, and she like wakes up one day and she has to become a maid for her own family. Yeah, yeah. And they don't <laughs> recognize her. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but I, I just love that she's shouting out service jobs because you know what she's smart because I think we, we spoke about last week too in our episode is 
there aren't enough good jobs in America to go around. So that's what everyone is doing to make ends meet is some form of service. Well, gig economy, baby. Mm -hmm. Well, and a lot of people have it as like a second or third job as well. Totally. I'm about to again. And I'm not, you know, I'm just going through the emotions uh, of being treated like shit because that unfortunately is part of the territory. That's where I'm like, oh, God, I don't know if I'm ready for the emotional abuse again, but I love the job. And may I say this? It's been a minute since you have worked in a restaurant and you've gone through other things emotionally and matured emotionally. I think you'll be fine. Thank you. Because just don't work in Brentwood. No. Don't work in Brentwood. Uh, We've got a server-submitted story. Yes. Thank you, listeners. You you turned in some great stories. Keep them coming because there weren't that many. So let's... uh, Let's let's hand over the goods. So our first story today, um, and this, so we're going to read a story from uh, Ashley Rose. Andrea is oh, going to. I know I'm going to. Do oh, you? Read is she one. your friend? Yes, really? She's my friend from New Orleans. Love Cute, it. And she's listening. Yes. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Yes, she is. She loves it. All right. So oh, Ashley Rose from kids. NOLA here. My first ever day waitressing was at a breakfast spot in the French Quarter. And my first table ever was two exotic dancers who were getting food after getting off work at 6 a.m. <laughs> yes. I walked over to the table to say, hi, my name's Ashley, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the ladies says, is it, is your name really Ashley? Oh, we don't like Ashley's. <laughs> then they proceeded to each order orange juice, coffee, and Bloody Marys, uh, one of each for each of them. And then one of them sobbed at the table for two hours. Sounds stable. <laughs> they left at 8 a.m. and I never saw them again. I also worked at a place for about three weeks because I couldn't handle it. Aww. Working in the French Quarter is a whole brand new, uh, like, it's, it's evil is what it is because especially I think where she was working was very close to bourbon and oh, yeah. at between the hours oh, of God. six and 7am they, they hose down bourbon. Literally they come with big, huge hoses because it smells power wash of piss and puke. Cool. I'm not, cause I and used just to like bike. old city. Nothing sexier, baby, little piss and puke. But working in the French quarter is a whole new breed of evil. So would you equate it to times square? Or what do you say it's, it's different worse. because they're drunk? Yeah, I guarantee. And and everybody everybody around you is drunk. Like it's it's, it's the focus. It's yeah. the whole point of that area. Where in Times Square you've got people who just like don't have anywhere to go. Or tourists or, or yeah. Ugh. All right, guys. So I'm excited to dive into this week's topic. We are exploring the history of women in the service industry. Because to be quite honest, I didn't know that much about the origins did, did you guys uh, no I, a little bit a little bit but not, not 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 like the amazing research we have done here today exactly it was really fun to dive in and go deep this is probably gonna go a couple episodes we'll see definitely two we'll see what keeps going but we you know for me I think the overall sort of knowledge just of how women have been treated since the beginning of time. I was just like, well, what do you mean? Women are always serving men like pitchers of wine while they lie on their back and Getting whatever. Getting their asses slapped. Exactly. And this was the case. I'm not wrong about it, but specifically in America, that was um, basically at, at around the 18th century, that was the case where women basically served men and they were also like women of the night and that's also what they served, a side of sex, if you will. And sometimes the job was intertwined. 
Then the 1830s came around and suddenly it became like a really Puritan era where they decided women were incredibly improper to be in public spaces with men in general. And we were suddenly banned from bars, taverns, inns. We were not allowed literally to the level it was illegal for a woman to serve food to the public or drink. So it was interesting too, because I was like, well, what is the deal? Like a bar versus a tavern versus an inn, which I, cause there are all these delineations. Yeah. I got to tell you what that old timey bullshit. It's a mystery to me. It I'll is. Google it and still be confused. What's going on? And it has rooms upstairs. Okay. So this, this is true. You are correct. <laughs> Jimmy a ding Ding the bell Andrea <laughs> Andrea sweetheart We appreciate your knowledge But I'd like you to raise your hand okay? Ask me what a tavern is so that, Okay the rest of the class <laughs> What's The rest a of the class does want to participate I know the answer oh, We know you know the answer sweetie Okay We talked about this with your parents Okay So yes <laughs> So historically, tavern keeping, which so a tavern was a spot that would offer beer mostly and wine. And a bar is just in general the area where drinks, you know, anywhere in, a, in an establishment of bars where the drinks are served. And a pub is a public house, technically, which was supposed to be for everybody. Uh, but as we all know, it was for men only. For yeah, a certain... women aren't people. Women aren't people. Haven't you heard? And this was true mostly in Europe and specifically America. Uh, definitely because, you know, the Irish and the Scottish and the British have a longer history of just being drunk in general. Aye. Aye, yeah, we do. <laughs> men get to go sit and talk politics and think with their brains. While exactly. women aren't allowed to go there at all, I can only talk with an Irish accent if I do my robot. This is my robot. It's an Irish robot. It's an Irish robot. I'm an Irish robot. Hi. Well, I see. Computing. So the story, like, so the deal is, prior to that, women were allowed to just fully service men, you know, and it would just be like, come in and we'll give you steak and oysters and a blowjob and a beige and a mouthy beige. We'll slob the knob. It was called the slob knob public house. It's called the slob knob in the corner on the cob. Oh. Let's say it again. The slob knob in the corner on the cob. And it comes with a side of ale. <laughs> <laughs> Women be working. Computing. <laughs> Established. I would be so good at that job. You would be, you, you are such a tavern wench. Oh, my yeah. God, Andrea. I could just... Your your boobeth runneth over. Yeager. I could be entertained by a podcast that just lists <laughs> euphemisms <laughs> for dick sucking. <laughs> I find it slob the knob absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And honestly, the podcast could just be <laughs> synonyms, various ways <sighs> to say S-ing a D. <laughs> and you will have me on the floor. <laughs> So, okay, so around 1830, uh, running an eating place with a bar basically became an unacceptable profession for women. It was it was considered very impure, improper. Uh, Kyle, don't throw up. You nope. all right? Yep. yep. Okay, good. I'm back. All right, great. Just wanted Sorry. to double check. Should we get her a trash can? No, I'm fine. I just needed a deep breath with my eyes closed. <laughs> okay, let me start that sentence over again. Okay, so, so basically suddenly um, in the early 1800s, that all changed with more Puritan society. So then you were considered a 
a woman of ill repute if you were seen in these establishments, it was only basically sex workers or right. back then hookers who were the women who were allowed to be around the men. The women were fully out of it because you were supposed to be a lady of society. Right. So it's hookers and wives. It's the, um, Absolutely. What do they say? The, the virgin and the whore. Absolutely. Type we're, deal. The you slob know, and the knob. The slob and the knob. Um, it and, sounds like a new Bravo show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. She's back. So now the only way women could kind of slip into these roles would be if your husband owned the tavern in or pub or your father owned it and allowed his daughter to serve. So it was the only way you would basically not go to jail for daring to be a female existing in that space. So now the other side of it too is women just in general take out the service part. We just weren't allowed to go to bars and restaurants. They weren't for us at that time and in that era. And and I think hotels as well. Probably because the whole role of women at that point was to stay home and tend to the family. Yeah, and I think the hotel thing would also imply like you were, you and your whore or whatever. Right, right. You were up in room 203 slobbing some knobs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, room two L three. That's, that's that, a slobbing knobs. It's that new Duplass Brothers show. No, <laughs> <laughs> on Bravo, on Bravo. So uh, the workarounds that began, because also around this time too, um, a lot of public drinking spots started to morph into saloons, and so saloons were like. This is where Brian's gonna cue the old timey piano music. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, 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 but we'll get there. So, you know, this is well before Prohibition, essentially, but um, it was still not okay for women to drink publicly. But specifically in saloons, it was like apparently the men would just come in, spit into spittoons. They'd be pissing on the floor like they were drunk and dirty and filthy. And so kind of in that sense, I can almost sort of agree on women maybe not even wanting to be in that situation but i mean hallelujah <laughs> but this is also but there there is pro, there but are sex workers keep your there. dick in your pants no. what are you doing pissing on the floor steve the wild west was a I crazy know. place there I were can, no rules. jesus <laughs> but people it, be all spitting it uh, spitting in the spittoon if you know what i mean with their mouth like a blowjob <laughs> But you know what? I call bullshit on these rules that were like, no, it's just us protecting the dignity of women. It's like, no, you just don't like women to have what men have. Don't tell me that women can't enjoy a cup of warm beer in public. Um, but From in a barrel. Exactly, right? Well, in Ireland, I think what's really cool is what they started to do as a workaround, which I still love, but they used to have a real specific purpose was the snugs. Have you ever, have you ever? I've been What's to a snug? snugs. I love a snug. So it is in an Irish drinking spot, and sometimes they're in America too. Um, the the pubs will have like almost like a little closed off room with glass windows and a booth and one table, and that's where the women could hide and be sequestered away from the men. One at a time. One at a time. It's like right. A listening booth. Right, they look ridiculous. So there's the kind that was like cordoned off like a little glass house inside the bar to keep the women safe. Or what I've seen in other places, I love it so much. It's you go into a booth on each side and then you close a tall door and you're shut in so that you are shielded. People don't know you're a woman and they're drinking and then you don't have to see the debauchery. And then Shame! Every, right? 
And then in some situations, you could either like light a candle so the barkeep knows, you know, or turn on a little light to be like, we need more drinks so that you're not leaving to go ask for more beverages. Can you imagine how <laughs> slow that service must have been? Oh, and I know. how pissed you'd be in there. You're like, I just want another vodka and tonic. Where is this guy? This no. candle's going to burn on down before we get another drink in this snug. And he like rips open the door and he's like, you sluts want another drink, do you? I mean, I bet it was just god awful. Hot tip. Here's a tip. Uh, double up, you know, when you're living back in those days and ordering from a snug. Get two pennies two worth. Once. Um, you got two hands for a reason. But then in the saloons and drinking establishments in the U.S., what they started to do, and you'll recognize this when you're in really old drinking establishments, is there was a very thin narrow section of the bar where they kind of like build a wall and then those like frosted glass screens and women would come in a back door or side door separate from the men so that they could drink and remain proper if you will and kind of be hidden and shielded so when when you go to old establishments you see that the architecture of the bar still has this mcsorley's has that probably it's a really old bar yeah um, but maybe it's just me, but I'd rather be on the couch with my friends drinking a bottle of red, watching sex in the city. <laughs> I get that, but that didn't exist back then. So what else were you to do? But behind, behind the frosted glass, Jocelyn. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> she's back. <laughs> Our Irish laddie. So, th- so, and this is all like before the temperance movement. Okay. So moving on the temperance movement was just basically pe- when people started to poo poo drinking. Just in general for everybody. Just in general in the whole country. But what happened for us women is that they became they came up with these ladies ordinaries. Is what I they do, called I ladies women only dining rooms. That's what they called them. Um, and that's because, as you said before, women weren't allowed to dine alone. Nope. Or be unaccompanied in certain public spaces like restaurants, bars, hotels, what have you. Sounds like a Mike Pence world. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, Hank put his tongue in my mouth. Mm, Hank. <laughs> but the dining rooms are always on the second floor, or usually on the second floor, had their own entrances. Again, just like the bar stuff, uh, because out of sight, out of mind, right? Absolutely. Apparently, like you said, to keep women's reputations intact, because... I, again, old timey stuff. I don't understand. Right, fair. Guys couldn't stare at them. I, I mean, I don't understand. I, again, I, I don't understand old timey bullshit because I'm researching and, uh, and reading it, and you know, but I'm not totally grasping this. Like, do the women not want to well, be stared at, or do the guys not want to stare the, at the women? I think it's a kind of a two way street. It's a two way street because in that time too, marriages were still very much arranged by like a local parishioner. Mm-hmm you know, uh, men and fathers of wealth wanting to join estates. And so it was actually illegal to flirt in public. Like you had to have, like you would be arrested as a man if you were saying anything untoward to a woman, which is hilarious considering where we're at today. I mean, imagine if they saw our dating Well, there's so much segregation already happening that like if a dude sees a lady and he's like, oh, I'm, I feel horny. I'm I mean, was it just Boner City? What in the hell? And suppression. There was guilt on top of it. Well, there's uh, a lot of shame in all of this, which yes. is crazy. There's shame in drinking. There's shame in being a woman. Yeah. There's shame in puritanical all of it. country. What um, I think too is because it was like we must protect the birthing vessel. 
it's not that we care so much about the lady. It's like this is the handmaid's person. Handmaid's tale stuff. Yeah. It's oh, very yeah. handmaid's tale It was like you're going to be super oppressed, but it's for your own good. It's for your own good and to keep the race going and so that we can have 14 Covington the seconds, you know? <laughs> well, also, mortality rates were crazy. Right. So, like, you know. If you have 14 kids, nine of them are going to die. Right. Immediately. Those or, are good odds in those days. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Boy. But, I mean... I'm kind of looking at this and being like, is it that bad? Can you imagine how, like, if there was, like, a ladies-only oh. restaurant today or bar, that could be real fun. I mean, I like the situations that they will sponsor, like, ladies-only dance nights, yeah. you know, oh, at, like, wow, the yeah. satellite or something like that, or getting together in the morning with ladies to do that, like, dance-yourself-clean style, right? you right. know. But that, it, I mean... I do like that because I'm like, I'm just dancing with girlfriends and no one's going to put a mildly hard penis on the small of my back, mm. you know, while we're dancing. And I just watched Shrill, which is awesome. And she attends like, like a ladies nice. only event, which I'm like, yeah, that is freeing. They were all swimming and in their own suits. And it's like, that's badass. Well, you know, I just immediately like my stomach relaxes when you say ladies only. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, <laughs> breathe out. It's okay. It can hang over the pants. Well, and everybody respects each other's space. That's, I think, the biggest part of it all. Oh, with women, of course. Yeah. Well, and you know, even though they had these ordinaries and things were separated, these women still were able to, like, say what they want to do, what they wanted. I mean, it might have been better to have the separation because women are fucking smarter than men anyway. So you, and they were probably ruling whatever roost they had at home to begin with, you know, oppressed in public, but in private probably had their shit, like, on lock. Maybe, maybe, possibly. Well, listen, we're we're not going to dive into a whole history of women in general, but of course, there was a lot of subversion happening in secret societies. There, that's why witchcraft was also a thing. You know, like whatever you could do, to, it just the punishment was death and or hanging for daring to have a life outside of the home. But yes, of course, many women in secret very boldly lashed out against uh, social standards, but. Well, let's talk about the booze aspect. Yeah. Let's talk about female charm tenders. Um, I was like a hundred years ago, less than a what? Okay, a hundred years ago, less than one percent of bartenders were women, and now it's like sixty percent and climbing. Um, but in the past, before the nineteen hundreds, it was normal for women to be innkeepers. But this all changed when taverns were replaced with saloons. Again, mm-hmm. a lot of jargon. Uh, taverns might have food. Who knows? They would. They would usually have some sort of like sloppy, mm-hmm. like a like a Stew. British version of yeah, just some sort of sloppy ass soup. Yeah, but just like you said, they started freaking out about women, booze, whatever, and it became illegal for women to bartend and serve. So then prohibition came along. Flappers are hanging out, drinking, partying, <laughs> but then boom. You have World War Two, So all the mans were gone, and the women showed the fuck up as per usual. But then the war was ended, and the w- men came back and cried like little babies for mm-hmm. their jobs. They were pissed. Yep. But um, they didn't really cry because they're fucking men. And they don't show tears or emotions, and that's why they have toxic masculinity. Exactly. So instead... They just made laws that <laughs> said women were not emotionally or temperamentally suited for the job. Sound familiar? Yeah. Being a little shrill and or hysterical, ladies. And that bartending and liquor itself could, quote, corrupt, end quote, women. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Mm. Um, and this kept going. This wasn't just the 1900s. No. This is through, like, so there's a Supreme Court so then there's a Supreme Court case in 1948 that stemmed out of Michigan 
Um, what up, Michigan? What up, Michigan? Where they ruled against females bartending because they said there had to be a man there. So it's Supreme Court. That's that's the rule of law. So oh. that goes to all of the like, basically that's Supreme Law now. And this is a hundred years later from what I was even talking about. Yeah, with like a man needing to be present it for a woman. Weirdly, to, got worse. Yeah, it got somehow. worse. So before the case, there was only 17 states that had laws against women being bartenders. And by 1960, it was 26. Wow. It went up. It went up. But then, and I've mentioned this before, it wasn't until another Supreme Court case in 1971 that they made it legal for women to bartend. I think that's bananas. And this is the best part. The reason that this case even happened is because a strip club owner wanted his strippers to bartend topless. And then they were like, okay. That that case went to the Supreme Court. Hey, if titties is what it takes, we'll do it. And that's what happened. It it got flipped around. Give me that boob martini. Serve me up, baby. But what's fun, in real life, outside of those venues, women cannot show a nipple or they go to jail. Unless you're breastfeeding. Interesting, right? And that's so fun. You know what's fun, too? I didn't know the origin... What's fun, too, is is during Prohibition when it was like everyone was like, let's just all break the law together, men and women together. Who cares? Like, we're just all misbehaving. So fuck the rules. So many women came in to drink that they needed to finally create a space for them to use the bathroom. And hence, that's where powder rooms came from and women's public restrooms, basically. Wow. Whoa. Because we didn't even have a place to squat and piss. <laughs> It's all hitting me. It's all hitting me and Andrew. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it, it just keeps going back to how much society was built around you stay home, you basically, you, you tend to the children and you you prepare the food that your hardworking husband who beats you is going to come home and eat. Who beats you because he got wasted at the saloon. Exactly. Yeah, very, very cool. Guys, we're very excited to welcome to the podcast. Very funny, wonderful. You all know her as a, a general manager, counter service individual from Brooklyn at the Blue Stove. You know, that's what she's best known for. Uh, everybody, please welcome Jackie Zabrowski to the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being really here. Appreciated. Fuck yeah. I'm always down to talk about the service industry. Hell to the fucking yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, we're, we're what is this? Tw- 12th episode something like that fuck yeah guys yeah, and we're really pushing through hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we keep finding out that it's like in like a relentlessly bottomless mimosa of a topic where it's like everybody has service related anger <laughs> from serving and doing it and oh yeah so we just love talking about it because and just so you know like we're like no chefs no fancy boys this is not a podcast for them because fuck them and their little fancy food boy they got their own thing going they do. you know then they all love each other they do which don't even get me started on that especially working in brooklyn and knowing all the chefs in brooklyn just Thank like, oh you. get your head out of your fucking ass right yes so this is for us we're you know because we're like we're a very underserved oh that's a good word to use Ooh. we're like an underserved sort of community we're like where's our voice you know we're the waitresses who could ruin that chef's dream if mm-hmm. we fuck up someone's <laughs> dining experience so we're trying to take back the power Uh, Yeah. Right on. I'm here for it. Great. So when did you get started in service industry? I got started, um, essentially, I think I've only had ever two jobs. I was a nanny for years, and then I immediately (laughs) got into the service industry. I was probably like 22 years old. Okay. 
Yeah, so I was a little late in the game, but I, at that point, I was just like, I need to be around people that I actually talk to, and see, that, that actually, I would, I would like to have coworkers you instead know? of a baby. <laughs> yeah, just all these kids all the time. Oh my god! I remember for a whole summer, I pretended like I was pregnant because I was just so hungover at work that I would take them to the park in the morning, and I threw up on a slide, and they were just like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "I'm expecting." <laughs> it's the best part about being I've fat totally girl, been man. there. Unfortunately, <laughs> no one questions it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that. And so, uh, just to refresh, so were you, was this in Brooklyn, Nanine, or were you still back in the way of Florida? We've got a Florida. Oh, connection. we got a Florida girl, connection. Girl, where are you from in Florida? I'm from Palm Harbor, Florida. Oh, it's girl, I'm from Fort Lauderdale. Oh my god, we got West Coasters right. in the house. Hello, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not proud. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing is that I'm kind of proud just because I feel like a New York, Florida mixture is like such a hybrid of weird that people are like, every time I get into like an Uber, they're like, "Where are you from?" <laughs> right. Just like, yeah. We, do you have a weird accent too? Because yes. I feel like okay, great. Because I get called out all the time and they're like where are you from and i just say the coast the coast no i know what she says she's florida 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 oh, right? yeah. that's how you say it in florida mm -hmm. and yes. that's and my then that's how you york. should oh, say oh. it if people who live there say it that way that's how it's said yes, yes. okay because my grandparents are from new york so i feel very kindred spirits right now and i also lived in and worked in brooklyn for a really long time there we go look oh, at my this God. making magic happen i love yep. this i feel like i'm hearing myself and to note, like, you know, uh, Kyle, Jackie, and I are transplants to L.A., former New York. Andrea and Brian came from Chicago, but we're all Hell yeah. living this dream here in Los Angeles. Ooh. But uh, so then your first food service industry job, that was Brooklyn. That was Brooklyn. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, like good old hipster Brooklyn. Yeah. It was right off. It's right off the L train in prime. It's right off the Graham stop on the L train. Yep. Yeah. Which if you're familiar with it is you get off of the stop and you're just like, oh God, I can just feel how dilapidated all these buildings are and how much rent everyone pays around here. Dude. Oh yeah. I'm wondering if I, I'm pretty sure we might've crossed paths because I lived right off DeVoe. You, I, I, and I yeah. was there yeah. about like 10, 12 hours a day for six days a week. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you saw me. I was the girl in the neighborhood though. That's the right? thing is I became like, everyone knew Jackie at the blue stove. And so now when people see me doing things, the fact that I left, because people still ask for me all the time because oh I was God. like, I mean, now I'm just like sucking my own cock here, but I was <laughs> that shop. You know, I yeah. put my fucking heart and soul into that place. So did you like, you years. started as a server and as a manager? Is this yeah. what happened? Yeah. And so I, I, I went, I, I, done everything i baked for a couple of years Whoa. i did the like like prep work for mm -hmm. years and then i eventually like became the manager to the point that i almost bought it from the <gasps> owner wow. because everyone just assumed i was the owner and i was like maybe this maybe. is what i need to do with my life maybe really? this is how i gotta go and then i was just like no no i just want to be funny i just want to be funny i don't want this what was the blue stuff what was their deal so it's a pie shop but it is Such it's like pie it's like one of the top pie places in new york and so it's and they make like old like old-fashioned pies like icebox pies Ooh, Ooh. and people oh. come in and be like oh do you have anything like gluten or thing and like, they're no, like hell no. no it is all it is full fat amazing but and we did some lard. vegan things Lards. but oh yeah baby we use lard and it was it was everything to me and all, you know it's the kind of place to now i'm not familiar with y'all's background mm -hmm. in uh the service industry uh we're all we all have 15 
plus years and someone's I'm still in it. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. And it's a great place to do like part-time work too and get uh, just extra like a you know, have an actual paycheck. But I don't know if if it was the same for you guys since I was just in one spot like all of my friends worked there at some point. I love that. I like every like I got everybody a job. Everybody worked yeah. there. All everyone I knew worked there. So it was also like a hangout of like, man, we all blacked out at 2 a.m., but boy, are we here at 5.30 making these fucking pies, huh? <laughs> it's just like... It's, it's no fun to be the lone hungover wolf at the job. Like, you need a team of fuck-ups to not feel bad about your life choices. Exactly. And that's what we were. I love that. Lovable fuck-ups. What was the most hipster experience you had? Because I feel like that is the both the birthplace the inception and like the the full history of hipster it started in in Brooklyn specifically Williamsburg. Yes, I Do mean, you have any crazy? I mean, I, 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 the top of my head, the second you said it, all I could think of was how many people gave their newborn infant soy milk. They would give them soy milk <laughs> oh. or almond milk or oat milk and like just a cup of it. And I was like, it's that kind of thing where I'm just like, that's a baby. Like of all the times, like I am, I am a person that like I oh, I go overboard with how much I love milk. I love milk. I usually buy it a gallon or two at a time because I'm a monster. But that's what the milk is for. Well, like legally, right. <laughs> legally you can't even call it milk anymore. Legally, it's just called drink. Yeah, it's drink. seepage of whatever. It's oat drink. I love that. <laughs> oh, right. Wait, is that real? Yeah. <sighs> it's like, like grocery stores. Grocery stores specifically, like you can't call it milk anymore. It's all it's all labeled almond drink beverage. Oh, or yep. yeah, or beverage. beverage. Did the milk people get upset? They're like, stop calling your shit milk. Yes. Wow. Man. Stop calling well, your shit you milk. Go. Well, we're milk. <laughs> That's what the milk people said. <laughs> I love it. I mean, but it is true because it was that, and also, oh man, ooh, the second I just thought of it, I'm sorry, baby chinos. Have no. you heard of baby chinos? Wait, yeah. That's a nope. I've never. Uh, I've heard, I've heard of a puppet chino. I've heard of a puppet chino. Puppet chino, which is just whipped cream and baby yep. chinos, yeah. is just right. This is what happened. Like Jocelyn and I have railed on this, and it spreads like wildfire. If you're at brunch and one dipshit mom is like, "Can I have a baby chino?" Then everyone else there with a kid is like, oh, "Round of baby." Chinos. What is it? Tell me. Tell me. It's yeah. just steamed milk. It's steamed milk that's foamed up. Oh. And they get to, but they get to have their like fun little, they're, they're like, we're oh, like out of like an espresso cup. Ooh, yeah. I'm a yuppie. It's just that. And I think it's just the, the, the word baby Chino that fills me with pure rage. And I'm just like, of course. Yeah, of course I give it. But then you can't make it. If you have to foam up, if you have to foam so up milk, you have milk. to get it pretty hot to get the foam like good and thick. Right. But you also can't make it too hot. But then there's not enough foam for the baby chinos because you're like, well, it's not like foamy <laughs> as it was last time. I'm like, yes, because it has to get hot. But also I can't give I can't... this little kid hot steamed milk. It has to be lukewarm. Dude, I it... feel like Lil Pump was almost went with Baby Chino as a rapper name. Oh, well, I'm formulating a new business name in my head called Mocktails and Baby Chinos. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Come, yeah. Don't come to my... Yeah. Well, right. It's like, no, let's just round them all up under one roof so we know to never go in that place, you Ooh. know? Oh, God. The dregs Tales. of society. Um, I want pie now. No, <laughs> dude, it was like it's it was a pie shop before pie shops were the thing. Yeah, it was so good. I I mean I was an avid Blue Stover myself. That's dude. why when you said Blue Stover, I was like, Wah! yeah. <laughs> Where's that? What's the um the Italian joint that does the beautiful iced coffee in the styrofoam cup? 
um, nice coffee in the it's like Cafe Capri. Oh, Cafe Capri. They yeah. closed they closed their doors. Them too? Yeah, and they used no. to use iced coffee in the ice cube trays to give iced coffee That's over the no. summer. And it's so classy so and smart. You know what? That's your tip. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. Right. Put ice coffee put your hot coffee that you don't drink into an ice cube tray and have a separate one for you for when you make your own iced coffee. Right. And then you do not have diluted coffee. It's the best. And just ride your jitters to work. <laughs> <laughs> that block though is like I mean dude I don't have all the stories but the mob is so real in that neighborhood too they took care of us dude dude. it was crazy I mean it's like we had Vinny across the street and he told me just straight up because like it was and not not to say this but like of course women can take care of themselves but it was a shop that was filled with women late at night Mm -hmm. baking Mm -hmm. early in the morning and he watched out for us Mm -hmm. and this one time this dude was harassing us and I had his number and I was just like Vinny there's this guy but he was just across the street because it was a bunch of windows in this little shop and he was just staring at us and I was like I don't like this guy I was like we gotta close up soon so he comes outside and he had a bat that had a bunch of nails sticking out of it (laughs) and he just sat in the front of the shop while we closed down and just look at this dude and he's like you want to fucking fight i got a fucking fight for you and the guy just like stared and like i I don't know what ended up happening but we never saw the dude ever again because he's dead Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh my God, I love they that. They threw him so off the, the Kashuvska Bridge. Yeah, yeah, baby. That's, when you said that, I'm like, how romantic. Right? <laughs> because that's why I always wanted to marry a mobster. That's oh, exactly yeah. what I wanted. Take Same care Z's. of their own. Yeah. Were you like taken care of at other bakeries or mm-hmm. other restaurants? Could you walk in and just be like, you know who I am, Blue Stove? Take a words. pie anywhere and get anything you want. Oh yeah, baby. Because that was the thing is at the end of the day, in New York, it's illegal to... Uh, give out uh, food that's not prepackaged okay. to homeless oh. shelters, yeah, yeah, to any yeah. kind of shelters, which is awful because like we, we would just so throw away people. so much food. A handful of ham. It's just, I mean, right? <laughs> so it's like we didn't know what to do with it, so we would just take it at the end of the day of anything that like we had left over because like we all didn't want to eat any more fucking pie, and we bring it to especially all the bars in the neighborhood, mm, yes. so we didn't pay for drinks anywhere and that was way more what i was just like yeah I, in new york i was just so much more of a brutal alcoholic than i am now <laughs> and so it's like you get off work at fucking 2 30 and you go to the bars and just like drink along graham avenue on the walk home oh yeah i lived right off of grand and then like i'd be blackout drunk by like midnight and then go to sleep and wake up four hours later and go to work and that was a great brooklyn block like it yes. was kind of like unspoiled it's, it's a little spoiled now but like that definitely had its it's like the the people who are established who'd been there forever and then like the new businesses who were like making friends because like, that's what you got to do if you're going to be a new business with a hipster angle like you got to get good with the neighbors yes you know especially in that kind of yeah in that kind of neighborhood that like the owner of the shop like made everyone love her good. because that's because especially she was someone that built it almost completely by herself like actually like, gutted the place mm-hmm. built it herself so all of the men at first in the neighborhood didn't like that and then they eventually learned how to respect it just because it's just like you gotta have a man in here what are you doing you know i'm a man in here doing these things and she's like i got it i can i can get it done so then they would just shepherd and eventually send men over which is actually how she met her husband oh that is, is romantic ridiculous. i mean it is romantic of like someone that was in the neighborhood that's just like hey because like she was like struggling with someone and he came in he's like do you need help with that and she's like i don't need any help and he's like let me i'm a carpenter Please, uh, can i yeah. just help you just for like the day Day. Yeah. You don't have to. I don't have to pay anything, and I'm just like, damn. Where's that? Like, is there more of that stock? <laughs> How long did you work there? 
eight and a half years. Wow. I like that I include the and a half. Sure. Just so you know, everyone knows that it's like, but there was an extra six months tacked on there. And it's one of those places too, where it's like, I thought I would never get, like, I, I think part of the reason why I moved across the country was to stop working there. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I'm because sure it was an emotional thing to have to leave. Oh my God. There was the whole, I, I mean, I cried every day for like a week and then everyone, oh. like everyone in the neighborhood knew. So everyone was like coming out of the woodwork to come say goodbye. And on the last day they all clapped as I walked out and I'm like crying and I was like up, but also it was just like remember all the times you hated this place yeah remember how most days you walked in you're like this fucking place oh is it still here it hasn't burn burned to, to the, the ground, ground. yes <laughs> let's talk real talk because we definitely you know get down on you know, know. you had customers you love yes. but then there are the people you don't love Oh, there were so many I didn't love, especially in that like hipster kind of community. I think the number one thing that I think of is that everyone walked in, they're like, it smells so good in here. And I (laughs) reeked of that smell every second of every day. So every time I smell it, it's like, because you would smell like it at the bar and people like you, but you smell so good. You smell like pie. And I was just like, get away from me. I'm just like covered in flour and sugar at all fucking times. And I think it was like that thing where it's just people like, how could you ever have a frown on your face? Oh, Look at oh. this place. And that and also they would be like, you are always in such a good mood. How are you always in such a good mood? And I was just like, well, I was in anger management for about five years. <laughs> so I got really good at covering it up. <laughs> I know all the tricks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I count down backwards a lot. And, <laughs> and then I just eat and eat and eat to try and not scream at you so I did that a lot there was one customer one time that didn't you know like with the tip system that a lot of people like a lot of different places have different kind of tip systems mm-hmm. of how you tip out and what you do and it was in the middle of the day it was the end of my shift and I it, it was like not all of the money goes to you but part of the money so I was like counting all this stuff out and I was in the middle of doing it and this guy was on the side counter and he was trying to talk at me and this dude was always just always talking at me always annoying me and I miscounted and then I went back through and I miscounted and then I took another 20 out because I had not counted out a 20 and he was like you just stole from the register and I was like excuse me and the problem is that, like, with an anger management issue, I refer to it as going into the red when I get, like, really, really angry, really, really fast. Zone, yes. And I was just like, excuse me, because, like, I give I gave everything to this place. Right. And I was like, <laughs> but he said it really loud in front of a bunch of customers. And he said, I just saw you. You've been stealing from the register. How long have you been stealing from the register what? for? Wait, and did you work with this guy? Was he just a no, customer? No, he was a customer. Oh, my God. But that's how much people thought that they knew me so well. They were like, oh, but it's Jackie. Like, And I was so embarrassed. And it takes a lot to get me embarrassed and I turned and then I turned literally bright red and I was so mad that like I just got and I walked out of the shop and I walked across the street to Vinny's place the pork store and I was just like <laughs> and I burst into tears because it was just like I wasn't gonna cry in front of all these people no, but I was don't so brutally embarrassed and he just like essentially like gave me some prosciutto and I ate it and he's like <laughs> you he's like you point out this guy you point out this guy to me so he comes back across the way and then brought him outside to have a conversation with him not screaming at him about decency about like about how you don't do that to somebody. How dare you don't understand what she goes through in her life? Why don't you just like think about human decency and gave him this whole run around to the point that he ended up coming inside and apologizing yeah, to good. me? Because I was just like I was, so, and then everyone in line was like, "We all knew that you're not stealing." I have goosebumps, sir. Okay, top five Surprise. favorite pies. 
it, so I'm more of a cream pie kind of girl. That's okay. So That's okay. It, I, I definitely, uh, I, I would say, so we all of our pies were seasonal because, you know, it's a hipster pie shop and everything was hand done and handmade and nothing was frozen. So for me, I was always, oh my God, now that I'm just like thinking about all of the things. Actually, you know what? Top thing, weirdly enough, a cake. What? And it was our it was our brandied buttercream apple cake that we only mm. did for Christmas. And I swear to Christ, it was the best thing. We, and she only made it a couple of weeks out of the year, and no one ever bought it. And I'd be like, I swear to you, I eat everything here. Try this cake. And I would make people try it, like all my favorites. And they'd be like, oh, my God. And then we'd like <laughs> buy three of them. And we're like, I'm telling you, it's the best thing you've ever eaten. It's such a moist cake. And it's filled with like spiralized yes. apples and the brandied fucking buttercream. Jesus Christ. Andrea, you make that now. Good. You make yeah. that for oh, us. Oh, you now. make okay, it happen. Make it okay. Thank I'll you. Get you. I'll get you Why a don't recipe. You, we'll have a little, yeah. you know, have a little yeah. baking. I'm not capable, but it. Andrea is. I'm not up to it. <laughs> and I mean, I, ha- I have to say, so we'll, so p- the, God, you just threw us for a loop. Your I'm cake sorry. is your favorite pie. I know. But also, I'm, I, w- I was very much into the red velvet Oreo uh, pie that we only did for Valentine's Day. And we would do it in a heart shaped, and it was a cream cheese whipped like topping on it and then it was red velvet pudding that we made by hand with layers of oreos in it with an oreo cookie crust holy shit this is like porn keep going keep going keep going it sounds so sweet but probably with the pudding it's not it's not that's the thing with the cream cheese whipped frosting andrea's wheels are turning (laughs) oh my god and then i also i really like the uh peppermint which is this is the thing for me i'm not usually a white chocolate person but it was a peppermint mocha with white chocolate cream pie that we did in the um but i also love peppermint and chocolate together but inside of it were little regular like bittersweet chocolate chips so it was like the mixture of the two down and that's what i was really into okay you got two more all right so then i'm also gonna i'm gonna go (laughs) i vote three because cake is not pie. Not pie. Cake is not pie. Okay. Cake is not pie. How silly. How silly. The mocha chocolate pudding pie was also another one of those where we made our own mocha pudding with a light, um, it was a light whiskey whipped nah. topping on it and Whoa. then an Oreo cookie crust. But then you got your plum crumble. And plum <sighs> crumble is like, it is a straight up fucking pie. And the, the topping that we made an hour pie. So it was a, it was not a topped pie. It was a crumble topped mm-hmm. pie. And so it was thin sliced plums and it was just tart enough. And then the topping was just that like thick cinnamon butter coffee topping of like the topping of a coffee cake. Yeah. So you throw it in the oven with some of the, I would make my own brandied whipped cream while I was at work and then put the brandied whipped cream. I was really obsessed with brandied whipped cream, which Make it at home. It is Can't so fault you for it. Can't do. fault you for it. It's just so. And then there's also the appleberry bramble pie. And it had that same topping on it. And it was like chunks of apples rather than slices of apples, but also had blackberries, blueberries, and cranberries Yum. in it. So the cranberries would give it that like little bit of tartness. Brightness. Dude, even yeah. just talking about this, I just realized how many hours of my life I have talked about, like pie. sold pie to people <laughs> for how fucking long. And we're just like, it's like, a, I would just, I was a fucking like, I was a shiller of it. I was just yes. like, you taste. Ugh. So I want to hear, I want to hear like a, a typical shift. You know, because okay. it sounds like it was like the day would be broken up into prep and then service. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So essentially I would get in there around five o'clock in the morning and 
set everything up and st- and then like the baker would get in and start baking if I, whether I was the baker because mm-hmm. you know in those small places everybody's calling out all the time because if it wasn't my friends that I'm like get your ass out of bed and you get to work or you, <laughs> other than that they were 17 and 18 year olds that didn't give a fuck about the job and I just cared way too much about it so either I was baking or someone else was baking and like we would just open it up but the the health code rules in New York are so strict mm-hmm. about everything, especially if you don't pay anybody off. So it right. was all of like the setup of making sure everything was covered, making checking all the fridges to make sure that everything was up to temp and all mm-hmm. that kind of bullshit. And then we would open up at 7 a.m. and immediately have a line out the door until around 11. And then I would stop and just like eat something really, really mm-hmm. fast and then jump back into it and start like prepping fruit while the next person came in from the next shift to take over me and then I would just prep until I would leave. But that was also because I was a manager so I was like doing all of the things at once. Wear all the hats. And thanklessly, I'm sure, because you were a part of the team and you were like, you were at the the counter when you first started so you were just like, come on, we're a team, let's fucking do it. And we built this place together because it had pretty much Mm -hmm. opened like a year before I had started working there. So it's like we all did this together and now I still talk to my Mm -hmm. friends that still work there and I'm like, girl, get out of there. You got to stop. She's like, I know, man. I know I got to stop. And how do you find another I, job if you lo- like? It's like, but I know this one, and I hate right. this one, but I know this one. Because then you got to train for two weeks. Right. You got to get the. I mean, and it's at the a bottom whole, of the barrel. Right. And also, but like brandied whipped cream. And that's the thing. And also, you get the best shifts because it's like I would get all right. the best shifts because seniority. Seniority. I want brandied whipped cream on my coffee. Ooh, dude. Wait, and, and I have to talk. Like, what was the coffee situation? So that was something that was always fun. In the beginning of times, like in the first like four or five years I worked there, it was the, it was like, essentially it's just like, it's coffee. Cisco. You know, it's just, you get the coffee and it's just essentially like, it's diner coffee. Sure. And then she decided to up it. So we all had to get trained in all of the fancy coffees. And I really hate giving people what they want unless it's food. You know what I mean? Like food, it's like, I want to make, I want you to smile and I'm going to cover it in all the things. Well, and also you had a hand in making it. Yes. It's like, it's, there's pride in that. Yes. But then making it where they're like, but I want it with the butterfly on the top. And I'm like, fucking give it. Okay. Scam milk, two Splendas, you know. And then it became all of that where it was just like, I'll have a venti. It's like, what the fuck is a venti? We have small and large. Yeah. And we've got like these things. And and most of the time people, when they're ordering coffee, have no idea what they are ordering. No. So it it doesn't really matter. It's like you just want coffee in your in your craw. And I get that. But don't ask because then we would make all of our own syrups. Mm -hmm. So it's like we like in like we'd make our own lemonade in the summertime and we'd make like rhubarb lemonade, blueberry lemonade, make all the things. So everything that adds on to it, like a maple butter syrup latte, we made all of those syrups by hand which is a fucking nightmare yeah. <laughs> that's so sticky but it was so delicious syrup everywhere yes all the time all, always sticky everybody had the 20 different methods of how to get rid of fruit flies because it's just like i don't even care everyone understands this but it the set was like <laughs> as long as a health inspector does not walk through that fucking door <laughs> one time we had a health inspection and everyone's like you know the second after a health inspection everyone's like groovy all right we passed we're doing 
doing good. And then they sent in an inspector to inspect the inspector. No. And which I didn't know an could inspector happen. Inspector? I, it was an inspector inspection. <laughs> and I was back there chopping fruit. And one of the things that like you can be immediately shut down for mm-hmm. is having your drink in a cup that doesn't have a lid right. on it. Uh. And I had it above the shelf because I didn't want because we also didn't want to waste all the plastic in all the cups. Right. Also, we had to individually stamp all of our cups. So that was a like another mm-hmm. fun thing. So I had it in just a mason jar, and we almost got shut down because of me. Inspector on the inspector. Inspector, inspector, inspector. He gets off on me and like, I almost shut down the blue stove (laughs) today. (laughs) So as this like, because it's like counterweighting, you know, essentially your food prep, your counterweighting, people are being generous with tips. Like, how did you feel about it financially? Like, clearly you stayed. You were able to pay your Brooklyn rent. Yeah. I made pretty good money there. That's awesome. Which is because also it's like it's forty dollars a pie. So it's like that's the thing. It was inexpensive. And then you're not paying for drinks afterwards. And that's you know, and that's the whole thing. So that so people are so they'll usually tip twenty percent and usually do at least that kind of thing. And most especially with my regulars and stuff like that, since I started their day off of such a even if they're just getting a coffee, they would give right. me like a two dollar tip. So now Dude, that's nice. Especially as like a consumer of goods, like I am a dumb over tipper mm. when it comes to anyone that is like even vaguely nice to me, especially in LA because it's not very often <laughs> that someone like does their job properly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's Close also never. Yeah. And really, and so now if anyone just semi meets my expectations, I'm like 25% at least, which is because I, I get it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And the, the tips was my bread and butter and also not text. Overall, would you say like you like service industry? Yeah, I I definitely weirdly do, especially now that most of my life is alone in a studio talking into a microphone by myself. And I miss as much as like there are the ups and downs. I miss people. I miss being around people. I miss making people laugh Mm -hmm. in front of them when they like didn't expect to that they were just coming in to get a coffee. And I'm always going to be because either hungover or still drunk. Like I'm always going to be the weirdest person in the morning to them because they (laughs) haven't had coffee yet. And I'm like, I'm eight. I'm on. Always. I'm always on. And I'm always fucking down and like i just want to make you happy what's the hustle the hustle is like a thing right yeah. like getting through your day like you go and everything's productive and then you're like oh my god today it felt like it was like 20 minutes and it just goes by so fast and honestly that is something that i do miss um recently a friend of mine passed away and i was just like i would give anything to like that my work day was that it wasn't that like i had to go and be funny by myself i was like i just wish i could go into a job shut my fucking brain off not think because also i kind of saw it as a therapy where it's like if you're mad at this job mm-hmm. and you're you, all of your anger is towards this then you don't think about like what makes you angry in your real life mm-hmm. for like 10 hours you don't think about mm-hmm. it whatsoever because you don't have time because the <laughs> The pies aren't out of the oven yet. <laughs> and I miss like that, like shut off of my brain for a while. Yep. That you just do a job that you're just so used to doing that it's fluid. Do you make pie at home ever? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I never ever do. Um, in fact, uh, my boyfriend was asking me to, and I was just like, yeah, I feel like I have PTSD though. Uh, I, pie PTSD. You know, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Here's a tip. Never go into an establishment that is about to close. I'm going to go ahead and say 30 minutes before it closes. 
45 at least. Girl, that's I a hope you haven't mistake. gotten that tip already, but like I will not enter a place. In fact, usually I keep it to if it's an hour before closing, I won't go into a place or order from a place because you don't. You're not going to get the best service. You're not going to get the fresh stuff. They don't give a fuck about your existence and they would rather you go as far away as humanly possible. I've never felt more seen. <laughs> I guess someone has to like fire up the coffee machine after everything's been fucking done. Just let me break it down. I already let cleaned me out the espresso. Like, yes. Please just like, I, I just want to put away oh. most of the pie and just the leave Kafisa out one. The has run through. Exactly. Don't make me make another coffee. I think I just want to put away most of the pie is like my new mantra in life. <laughs> I just want to put them away. Let me put them away. I got to get all this stuff off the rack. Like I am just in the middle of... 30 things and like I will help you but you better be fucking taking it to go yeah yeah oh you're not sitting down oh. no no all right guys here's a tip so I was so excited because I actually thought of some prior to recording I was very proud started noting tips I learned this I've been doing this wrong the whole time so the best way to keep potatoes from going rotten Right, is to actually put them in a paper bag and keep them in your refrigerator. What? what? I learned this from a potato farmer. Oh, when did you right? meet a potato farmer? I didn't. I heard it on another uh, radio show. Oh. But I was listening because, you know, a lot of people are like, put it in your cellar. And it's like, who has a cellar? What are you talking about? So, uh, yeah, to keep them fresh, paper bag in the fridge. They like cold and dark. Amaze. Here's a tip. If you're having problems with your health insurance, like no. I did for four hours yesterday and still haven't resolved, there are several places you can contact for help. Advocacy. Yep. Office of the Patient Advocate. Um, California has the Department of Managed Health Care that can also help you. And there's also California Department of Insurance. So I'm sure your state, um, I know we have listeners all across the 50 states and, and beyond. Us. Espana. Uh, international uh, listeners, mainly my friend Jeff in Spain. But anyway, you there are places to help. So on Monday, I'm going to talk to an attorney about my case because it's so insane. Basically, my health insurance dropped me and I have no other option. I can either be have no coverage or I have to stay with them. What? I oh. can't I get out of this insurance and get this. So I contact these people. I contact the Department of Managed Healthcare, and they said, "Well, we only work with Blue Shield, so I, I'm sure you don't want that health insurance, do you?" I'm like, "No, I'm not paying this company hundreds of dollars a month to drop me and not let me know, and then also have all of my contact information wrong several times, and also take my payments, keep keep what? taking my payments, but have dropped me December 31st. <gasps> now I don't have a reason." that I don't have insurance. So now I, I can't get other insurance. Time to fight. It's time to fight. Here's a tip. If you are on any sort of vacation where you go on an excursion or a tour, please tip your driver and your tour guide because they go out of their way to accommodate you. I think the proper tippage for drivers is, I think it's between 2 and $4 per person for the driver and then I believe 10% of, like, the cost for the tour per guide. Um, but we we tipped the shit out of, like, all of our tour folks in, in Mexico. But I think it just makes their day. And then they're there to help and accommodate you. Well, they and are. they're full of knowledge. 
Giving you history. Dude, we got to go to like a brand newly discovered cenote, like cave river that we swam in. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. (laughs) I'm always like, did I do this tip already? I'll tell you. Have I done the counterattack tip? Yes, that was last week. That was last week. That's what I thought. (laughs) I was literally like, I think I've done this, but I can't remember. Oh, I know. Um... I mean, it's kind of piggybacking off of mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. potato thing, but mm-hmm. it made me think of um, the best way to keep an avocado is what, you know, when you cut an avocado and you have two halves mm-hmm. and you don't want to eat the other half mm-hmm. right away, is if you spritz it with lemon, but that when you have to do is take any sort of like a Ziploc bag or anything and just um, meld it to the, the indent, you know, mm-hmm. or like the, and, and then you put it in the fridge. And that keeps, I swear, avocados for at least two to three days it's great it helps to um basically ward off the oxidation that turns it brown yeah, and, i'm pretty and sure gnarly. you gave me that tip i and- might have <laughs> i do have guacamole. I just recycled that tip yeah when you have guacamole you push all the air out and you yeah. basically meld the plastic wrap with the guac and it stays nice and great the way they um uh do like the freeze not freeze dry but the um dehydrated packaging of guacamole like when you buy the, the shitty kind of the grocery store but that's why it stays like bright green yeah. until you open it well guys that wraps up our first part of women in the service industry history we'll be coming at you next week with even more amazing tales of ladies and how they've been doing it in restaurants for years also kyle won't feel like absolute shit next week <laughs> thanks for listening we'll see you next week Hey guys, did you know that you can now listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Anchor FM? Holy cow, we're really getting out there. So if you like what you're hearing and you want to share the love, please rate and review us. We'd love it so much. Bye!